So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So, we're having a Q&A episode today. Yes. Yes. So we're talking about lots of people meeting online. And I'm calling it the Tough Love Q&A edition because I was looking at the answers I gave to a lot of these questions. And I think as you know, and as most of my clients know, for better or for worse, I don't sugarcoat things. I'm very nice, of course, but... I don't tell people what they want to hear. I tell people what they need to hear if they are asking me for advice. I don't give unsolicited advice, usually. But if someone asks, I do want to make sure I am giving them advice that actually helps and doesn't just uh, make them feel good. All of that said, the first question is, this is from, uh, her name's Eileen. She's 63 and she lives outside of Philly. And I did change all of the names just for what it's worth. She asked, could we brainstorm some more about what I can do differently to meet Mr. Wonderful? I know we may have discussed this before, but do you think men are scared off by the fact that I'm 63 and have never been married? Of course, they don't know I was engaged twice and how I'm a committed person. What should I do? I answered this email, but I'd actually like to add to it. So this is how I answered it, but then I'd like to add a few things. To be frank, I do believe that some men are perceiving your age and not having been married as a red flag, which is unfortunate. As I told another client today, a younger guy, 29-year-old guy who was having difficulty because he's on the shorter side, he's 5'6", we all have perceived red flags that we can't control. For men, it's often height. For women, it's often age and or weight. Just the way it is. For the over 50 crowd, there's a stigma for not having been married before. For the 20s and 30s crowd, there's a stigma sometimes for having been married before. And the list goes on. And then I said, in other words, you're not special in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. I would like to add to that, though. She and I worked together for a long time. And ultimately, we did put one or two sentences in her profile because it was coming up a lot. Why haven't you been married? Why, why, why? And people take one thing and try to extrapolate everything about her life because of it. Oh, you're afraid of commitment. You're this, you're that, the other. So we ended up just writing a line or two in her profile that said, while I have never been married, I have been in serious committed relationships one lasting 10 years, and we never felt the need to put a label on it. And that alleviated a lot of people's concerns because unfortunately they take one thing and run with it. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's interesting when you were saying that. I thought really quickly, what would be the difference if she had put never been married or been engaged two times? And well, I that's actually not a choice. Think, no, but but she said, you know, I had been engaged two times. So it's not right. that she's not scared of, right? And I actually thought through that just in a split moment thinking I'd actually would have had more red flags if she would have said that she had been engaged two times as opposed to never being married. I agree with you. 
having been engaged two times is not a choice in Mash.com. She was just sharing that information with me. Now, if I put up the exact same profile for her and clicked never married on one and divorced on another, she would do exponentially better on the divorced profile. That's just unfortunately people have preconceived notions and it's not just that like I said it's about everything you do this job you must be that you've never had this experience it must mean this and I always flip it around I'm sure I've said this before but one of my clients a a male client around 60 said to me once "Ugh, I don't want to go out with this woman she's never been married they're all crazy And I said, haven't you ever met someone crazy who has been married before? Which (laughs) is the opposite of what you think I might say. And he's like, well, yeah. So it's like people choose to attribute something to one thing. Basically, they write their own narrative. Yeah, no, that all of this is true. The reality is, is there's just as many people out there who would find never being married attractive as not being attractive or questionable. You know, they're going to find what they're going to find no matter what you say. That's absolutely true. All we can do is put our best foot forward. I mean, I work with people of every marital status, prior marital status, basically every walk of life. And as I try to remind my clients, everyone has a story. Nothing is so simple. Nothing is so black and white. I was looking at a male profile on Match.com the other day when I was searching for a client and He said never married and he was in his 60s, which I know is a major red flag for a lot of women. This goes both ways. And then he wrote at the end, for all intents and purposes, I'm widowed. I was engaged and unfortunately she battled cancer and passed away. I would have felt it was appropriate for him to actually choose widowed. But when you sum up everything with one category, you see never married and you think something, you realize that there's so much more to people But when people are looking for a reason to exclude someone, they'll take anything and decide that that person is not for them because it must mean something greater. Yeah, it's actually interesting to think there's an either or in how we present ourselves. And I'm not saying that we lie, right? We've we've obviously had more than enough conversations on lying on your profiles. So when both statements are true, How do you pick which one is going to have the more favorable response on your profile? Ask me and I'll tell you. (laughs) I mean, you have to go with accuracy first. But in the case of the guy, I, I don't know him. It was just a profile I was looking at online. In that case, I would have suggested to him to put widowed because that is basically what he is. But you're right. It's hard to click sometimes if the Venn diagram of two things overlaps. Right. And and again, I'm not saying that you're picking one truth over another false, right? Like, I, I'm a pro surfer. <laughs> no, you know. Um, <laughs> but when you're talking about like the difference between I've been engaged two times or I've never been married, both of those statements are true and both of them are going to have different responses. Which one is going to be more favorable? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. Or in this case, I've been widowed versus I've never been married. You're right. Maybe I've been widowed would have a better response in the long run. But ultimately, they're, both statements are true. Can you ask me a few? Like, give me an either or, and I'll tell you which will do better online. Again, this is not like, hey, put this in your profile, lie about it, because 
lying is not the answer. I mean, this is different than hiding things too, right? So for example, if you're a smoker and you choose not to put that you're a smoker on there and you just mask it like it's not a big thing, that's another version of lying, right? That's a lie. Yeah. Those are that's not, not what too, I'm talking about. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about things like maybe your job, maybe you're an entrepreneur. And so do you say I'm an entrepreneur or do you say that I work full time? Both true. Very Both different. true. But people are going to read those completely differently. I know a lot of women who are not going to date somebody who says they're an entrepreneur. Because they think it means unemployed. Exactly. That was a really good example. I was thinking of things as more either or. Like people who list that they live in a major city do better than people who are outside a major city. People over, say, 45 who have been divorced do do better online than those who have never been married. Men who are over 60 who have been widowed do better online than those who have been divorced. Things like that. That's just, look, I don't have the statistics to back it up, but after nine years of doing this, I know who does better. How about like pets? You know, could you do a scenario where you're, but see, even there, I'm, I'm thinking you're just hiding something like saying, I have a dog or I don't have a dog. It's not relevant, I don't think, to people. But we it know that pets in general, we know that sometimes people with dogs have more success than without a dog. But that's not an either or. That's either you're telling them you have a pet or you're not telling them you have a pet. Well, either or, I guess, would be dogs or cats. And we already knew there are studies out there, but I could have told you too, <laughs> that men with dogs do better online. Now, that's not to say borrow someone's dog and be like, hey, Fido, will you pose with me? Because that's called dog fishing. And it's pretty ridiculous when you write to someone and you're like, wow, cute puppy. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Um, we met that time on the street in Bermuda. Yeah. Like, no. But people do swipe right for dogs. More so for men than for women. Now, you shared with me earlier a study that was published this week. I saw it in both CNN and People magazine. It was done, I think, at the University of Colorado. Is that what it said? I think so. Talking about men's profile pictures with cats. What did it say? It clearly <laughs> says that men who have cats in their profile picture are more likely to not get swiped on. Yep. Women will ignore them in lieu of a man who doesn't have a cat with him and so if you were to rank order it it would be dog nothing cat in terms of the number of people who swipe right we could speculate all day on why that's true the study says that people don't see having a cat as necessarily a masculine quality look right. some people are dog people and some people are cat people take this with a grain of salt because the age of the respondents to the survey were 18 to 24 i'm guessing 99% of our listeners are over that age range. So I wouldn't pay too much attention to it because for every one person who hates cats, another loves cats. So my thing is, if your pet is important to you, have one picture with said pet. I don't care if it's a dog, a cat, a lizard, a bird, because that animal is part of your life and you want to make sure that someone... I mean, we know I have a client with birds... Because I told the bird story. 
So he had to have a picture with his birds. It just wouldn't have been the same without Cosmo and Squeakers. Yeah, I will say that it works in the same way reverse. I mean, I've dated two women before who both had three cats each. That's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. And they even acknowledge that they are crazy old cat woman, right? Okay, crazy wait, old wait, cat wait. lady. Wait, wait, wait. Why are we putting crazy with cat woman? Why are we putting old? Uh, see, this, this they, is the stereotype. They... Uh labeled themselves that i'm not labeling they both labeled themselves that now Mm -hmm. they're getting that stereotype from you know whatever pop culture but they've already kind of (laughs) acknowledged that they're in this mindset that men are not as attracted to them because Mm -hmm. of the number of cats that they have yeah cats have a bad stereotype so this is interesting when i meet with new clients i get to know everyone and At the end of our meeting, I often point out what is going to work in their favor online and what would be a, what I call, perceived red flag, as we were talking about. That's not to say that it is an actual red flag or anything we can change or a real problem, but I always point out to people what people will love to see online and what they will need to overcome. So for example, you know, I tell people all the time, if they've gone to a great school, obviously that can only help them online. Crazy impressive job. If obviously their pictures are amazing, whatever it is, I point out what they have to offer and what people will be attracted to. And then after asking, do I have permission to be honest, which all but one client has ever said yes to, I point out what these perceived red flags are. So... So the things we were talking about, and this is not with judgment at all. It's just with having knowledge of the statistics of online dating. So over X age and never married for a guy under however many inches in height. If someone has not graduated from college, that's a perceived red flag for people. Even if they're the most successful person in the world, people will look at that. Things like that, um, or if they live really far outside a city but they're trying to date in a major city you know that's geographically undesirable to some people maybe if they're older and have little kids and most of their counterparts have grown children that could be a perceived red flag so i i as the coach have to point that stuff out again not in a judgmental way not in a you're not good enough way not in a change this thing way just more in a you need to know this because You could be putting your best self out there, but certain people will not respond to you and it has nothing to do with who you are. I completely agree on all of that. And we've seen it across the board, both sides, all of those scenarios I've seen personally, you just have to do your best to put your best foot forward, your best self forward, as you said, and hope that you're going to attract the person who is most interested in who you are. Let's take a break. Okay, we'll be right back. This week's episode is sponsored by Complete Start, the makers of delicious plant-based instant breakfast shakes. Now you have more time in the morning to sleep, get ready, walk the dog. You don't have to sacrifice your health for convenience. Complete Start mixes instantly in your favorite milk or water so you can take it on the go. Comes in three flavors, super greens with a hint of vanilla, rich mocha, and peanut butter banana. I'm personally a fan of the rich mocha that are really good and really good for you. Go to completestart.com 
and use the code SWMO for So We Met Online for 10% off your first order. Okay, Chris, so I got this other question. This is from a female client, Antonia, I did change her name, who's 40 years old in San Francisco. Hi, Erica, hope you're well. Now that we've given Match.com some time and I've been seeing Doug regularly, I would still like to try Christian Mingle. I've always made the mistake of dating someone exclusively too early, so I still want to keep my options open. What do you think? Before I give my answer, how would you answer that? Well, I would answer it starting with how do you like the individual who you are currently seeing? Exactly. Because if you like them, then you're not interested in keeping your options open. (laughs) But if there's something there that is making you feel like you need to keep your options open, then that's probably your answer. Then the person that you're seeing is probably not the right person. You know, I think we spend too much time second guessing ourselves or wondering if, again, grass is greener on the other side or, you know, let's open the candy store and see what the Mm -hmm. options are. You know, all the various cliches and the reality is is that when you really connect with somebody when you really meet somebody that you genuinely are interested in then you want to get to know that Mm -hmm. person you don't want the distractions of other people and other options and other apps and other profiles and other anything else that you want to fill in there because you are attempting to establish the connection with that person the moment you think that there is some potential thing that is not going to make that relationship successful, Mm -hmm. then you either need to, one, talk about it with the person that you are talking to or seeing, or two, call it off and move on. Yeah, good answer. I basically agree with all of that. Unfortunately, people like to have contingency plans. And I think in this case, she was afraid of actually falling for him because in the past perhaps she's fallen too quickly and it didn't work but you can't project that onto new experiences and new people so i told you this episode is called tough love so here was my answer and i gotta tell you when i give tough love i do make sure i think the client can handle it first if someone is particularly sensitive about a certain issue i use my best judgment i never want to hurt someone's feelings okay so here's what i wrote Do you want my honest answer? I wrote Mm -hmm. that. I think that's crazy. You really like Doug. Just because you don't want to be exclusive yet, nor should you be, it doesn't mean that you need to be meeting lots of other people to see if there's someone better, which is exactly what you said. Is that what you're looking for? Someone better? If I've learned anything over the years, it's to hold on to a good thing. Definitely move slowly, but why not be excited about him? That was it. Yeah. When I was younger. Oh, you're still a spring chicken, Chris. Or when I, you know, first started dating, I think I did a lot of keeping somebody else on the back burner, right? Like Mm -hmm. dating somebody and there's a contingency plan or, you know, there's a fallback plan or, okay, this doesn't work out. I just casually move over. And so that I was never single. I always Mm -hmm. had somebody. And it wasn't until later in my life and when I actually started actually thinking about having a relationship that I said, you know what, I'm only going to date one person at a time and Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the decision about that one person and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. 
I'm going to make that decision. And if I decide it's not going to work, then I can go right. pursue somebody else. But I'm only going to focus in on that one person at any one time. And I'll tell you, at the end of it all, it was much better. Not yeah. because it sounds like it should be much better, <laughs> but because honestly, it was a lot less stress. It was a lot more money being saved. It was a <laughs> lot more. There was a lot of pros to actually just hanging in there for one person at a time. Well, this gets back to the addiction episode we just oh, yeah. recorded a few weeks ago. You know, uh, you know, I want to see who else might like me just in case. And that's just not something I would recommend. So with her, I hoped that it were, I don't know whatever happened, but I hope that it worked out how she wanted it to with Doug. And if not, then it would be her opportunity to try Christian Mingle or any other site. Yep. So I actually just got a question over text about 15 minutes before we started recording. So I want to read it to you. Do you remember maybe a month ago, we talked about a situation where a male client of mine who is 63 was seeing a woman and she had lied about her age by, I believe, eight years. Mm -hmm. And they were the same age. And it wasn't the number that bothered him, but it was the egregious lie, number one, and the fact that she had about five opportunities to tell him but didn't use any of those opportunities until it was her daughter who basically outed her. Yep, I remember. Same client, so a continuation of this story, and the context is really important. So keep everything I just said in mind. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the episode, it looks like five weeks ago, called The Men Ask, Erica and Chris Answer, and it goes into detail on this story. Anyway, I got a text from the same client. Hey, E, because I'm hip. And people call me E. As you know, I'm going out with Jennifer tonight. I changed the name. And took the time to relook at her profile and her pics. The first two sentences are very defensive about how young and energetic she feels and how she looks younger than her age, etc. Almost to the point of being defensive. To me, that sounds like she's 65, not 56. If it comes out at dinner that she lied about her age, what do I do? You know what kind of hot button lying about age is. Thoughts? And I was curious, so I went to her profile to see if I found it as defensive as he found it. Tell me what you think. And I would never, for what it's worth, I would never recommend putting this in your profile because it should be up to somebody else to decide if you look younger than your age. And there is no average for age anyway. I am told that I'm a vibrant lady and appear younger than my age. I certainly don't feel my age and do have really good energy and quite the sense of humor. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I, mean, I can't I'd... predict. So yeah. I just said, let's go in taking her at her word. I don't want to plan for the worst. If it does happen, you have every right to say that you feel deceived since you have been open and honest about everything. And he says, I will go in optimistic, of course, as I hope she is 56. But... Do I say that, wrap up dinner quickly, and leave? I said, I can't answer that because I don't know how you'll feel in the moment. I would also try not to quiz her on her age. It wouldn't be fair to project past bad experiences onto her. Let's just see how it goes. And then I said, I know that's not the answer you're looking for, but I don't want to plan for the worst because it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Deal? And he said, No period after. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> no period after. No period after. <laughs> so I'll be curious, but what I do fear is exactly what I said, that he's going to go in on a mission to try to prove her age and ask her questions where he can calculate. And that is not going to bode well for the date, even if she is perfectly honest. Right. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. I tried to express that to him, you know, and it's unfortunate that this last experience is now clouding his judgment, not clouding his judgment necessarily, but clouding his experience. Yeah. It becomes a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like, all of the ways that you can try to extract information from somebody during Ooh, the day. let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Chris, I hear you went to... What school did you go to again? No, no, no. What, what year did you graduate college? You told me once. I just can't remember. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you could and always ask. how old ask, are your kids? Yeah. Okay. But I think your point is, is that you can ask a flat-out question like, tell me again how old you are. And even if they tell you exactly how old they are, oh, I'm 56, you will still have in the back of your mind, are they being honest? And then you're going to question it and second guess it. And you are going to probably not have the most enjoyable time because you're going to continually be trying to figure out if you can prove what she said was right or wrong. And look, I've caught plenty of people in lies during the date. Mm-hmm. you've said something on your profile and now you're telling me something else because whatever you're in the moment and you're sharing and I don't even think you realize that your stories are not matching up with what you said <laughs> in your profile exactly it, it happens and that's it unfortunate it does but, but we certainly shouldn't be on a mission to prove that I don't have anything else to add but if you want any of your questions your dating questions answered on the podcast when we post this episode on facebook i post it both in the so we met online facebook page and the a little nudge facebook page you're welcome to put a comment on there with a question that you have and hopefully in the next few weeks chris and i can answer it sounds great i look forward to all those questions me too thanks for listening thanks for listening